So this morning, I'd like to continue speaking about loving God. Last time I spoke, I talked about loving God with all our heart. Do you love God this morning? Can you say with me, I love God. I love God. That's not just a statement. It is a choice. Say that more. I love God. Choosing it. Whatever is happening, by faith, you make that decision where you love God. So I talked about loving God with all your heart. And I thought it was difficult to define heart. Well, soul is even more difficult. What's a soul? What is your soul? Can you show me your soul? Can you tell me what your soul is? A heart, we identify heart with love. So we made those connections. Our heart represents what we love, what, what we set our affections on. So uh, loving God with all our heart. And I talked about what loving God is. How do we love God? We love God by, well, first of all, by believing and receiving his love. We love him because he first loved us. It's not possible to love God without first receiving his love. Impossibility. He is the source of love. And love is a reciprocal relationship. So God loving us is not complete until we return that love. God loving us doesn't do us any good until we choose to return that love. And we cannot return that love if we don't believe that he loves us. We have to believe it in every situation, every difficulty, whatever we're facing. By faith, believe God's love for you and that his love is perfect. His love does what is best for you. The other way, another way we, we love God is by keeping his commandments. We love him by keeping his commandments. So when he says, love me, we choose to love him. How, what, are, what are his commandments? Well, the, the first one is to love him. The second one is to love people. And many other commandments that come in under those two, loving God and loving people. Uh, these are ways we love God. We believe and receive his love. We keep his commandments. We love people. Everyone is created in his image. It's his child. It's his idea. So we love people. And then we also choose to not love certain things. We, we love God by refusing to love the world, by dying to self, turning from our selfishness to him. So we, we, we choose not to love the world and sin and our will above his. That's how we love God. But just the, the ability to say that I love God with all my heart. Can you really do that? Can you really say I love God with all my soul? I don't even know what a soul is. I struggle like crazy to define my soul. How can I say 
Yeah, I, yeah, I do what God is asking me. I love him with all my soul. What's well, my soul? That's where I find myself. This study has been good for me. I still don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I still don't know what the soul is. But it's still been a good study for me. I want to be able to say, I love God with all my heart. I love him with all my soul. I love him with all my mind and all my strength. Can you say that? Let's move towards that. Let's start choosing that, even though we don't really understand the, the depth, uh, what all it includes. We can still choose it. We can still, by faith, make that choice and make that commitment. I choose to love God with all my heart, all my soul. So, let's look at these scripture. Just read it with me. Here we go. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So I talked about the heart being a gateway, the gateway to the rest of you. Uh, keep your heart without, with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. What goes in and out of you, the heart is like the gateway. In fact, that's, the heart is where Jesus came in. And he has given us a new heart, a soft heart. And all the other things, we have to protect our heart. If we're loving God with all our heart, it is about being careful what we allow our heart to engage in and not engage in. We make those choices. We make decisions with our heart. That's how we love him. Heart also, of course, is called the, has been called the seat of emotions. So to love God with all our emotions and what that entails. So developing our emotions, uh, engaging in activities that are good for our heart, that keep our heart soft and pliable and in good health, uh, as well as uh, whatever rejuvenates your heart, whether it's beauty, whether it's music, whether it's people, whether it's solitude, what, what, keeping your heart, the emotional part of your heart, healthy. That's a good way to love God with your heart. Also, what you choose in the middle of intense emotions, that's a way to love God with your heart. When you are angry, you make wise choices. You don't engage in sinful responses to your, angry, to your anger. When you are feeling full and satisfied and everything's going well and you're happy, what choices do you make then? Do you love God in those emotions as well? Or when you're in deep grief, and it's dark, and you're sad, and you're dealing with discouragement, 
What, what do you choose then? Do you say with Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him? I choose to love God. That's loving God with our heart. Now let's talk a little bit about loving God with our soul. What is our soul? Well, the best, what helps me the most is to think of our soul as our being. The complete Jewish Bible in this verse, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your resources. So that's what I'm going with this morning. Your soul is your being, who you are. What makes Tony, Tony? That's his soul. And where do I get that? You're familiar with this verse, Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living, King James Version says, soul. New King James says, being. A living being. A living soul. That's fascinating to me and enlightening to me. It says, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. He, made, he took the dust of the ground and he made a body. A body. We're told that we are body. We've been told we're body, soul, and spirit. I don't know who, who can, how we can prove that, but that's what we're told. Those terms are used in Scripture. Your whole body, soul, and spirit. So we're body, soul, and spirit. So the Lord formed the body. He, he formed a body, all right? And he breathed into that body the breath or the spirit. Spirit, wind, the breath. God's breath. God's spirit was breathed into that body. And man became a living soul, a living being. So maybe this is one of the best definitions. I hope it is because I thought of it <laughs> or I was led to it in this study. Maybe this is how we can define soul. It's that point where body and spirit meet. Now we're told that we're created in God's image. Whatever that means, is my body created in God's image? Do I look like God in my, in my nose or something, in my physical features? I don't know. Is, is my spirit in God's image? I'm pretty convinced that, because God is a spirit, and I'm a, he, he, he breathed his spirit into me. But my soul, where the, where the body and the spirit come together, where they intersect. Something about God made our body, and we have been given a living, eternal spirit from God, and the union of that, maybe we could call that our soul, our being, because we know that when the spirit leaves the body, we aren't anymore here. We're not a, a living soul on earth anymore. 
I think we have eternal spirits. And I think we have an eternal, I think our soul, you could say we have an eternal soul. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But the, that, I just know this is what the Bible says, that he formed us from the dust. And we're so aware of how dust we are. We're so small, just dust. Just, and life is over. So weak. He formed, but God formed us from the dust. And he breathed his spirit into us. And we became a living soul, a living being. Unique. No two people are alike. And you've heard me talk about this before. So that thing that makes you you, what God did when he brought your chunk of dirt with, with his spirit and who you became, not like anybody else, unique. And God in his infinity makes every person unique. Now, one thing about us being created in the image of God is our ability to choose. Our ability to choose. One person said that our soul is that which we were created to be to express God to express his image. Well, he gave us the ability to choose. And you know what we did? Instead of expressing God with our being, who we are, we chose to express ourselves. And we chose sin. So maybe... Choosing to love God with all our soul can mean discontinuing expressing ourselves with our being and choosing to express God with our being, our soul. We have an opportunity to express God with our living being. Loving God with our soul, expressing him with our being. So I ask the question, what are you promoting with your being? Are you expressing self? Are you uh, glorifying yourself? Are you trying to promote yourself with yourself? <laughs> or are you all about promoting and expressing and reflecting God with your being. What are you promoting? Who are you about? What is your being? I'm convinced your being was created. That dirt, that breath of God, that living soul was created for the purpose of bringing glory to God, not to yourself. And you matter. Who you are 
you as a soul, your being matters because you were created for that purpose. Not because you're so great. You had no choice in in being. But it was God's doing. You are God's doings. And that's the purpose of your soul. Who are you promoting? Who are you reflecting? Who are you expressing? So, love God with all your soul. I have three things. You love God with all your soul, with your soul, by embracing your being. Embracing who you are. We call this self-acceptance. Sometimes there's certain things about who we are that we just don't like. And sometimes you see people that absolutely hate certain things about themselves. God created you. He knew what he was doing. The reason we don't like certain things about ourselves is because we look at other people and we see ourselves as different. Some of us can't stand that, so we twist that and we say, they're different. But it's really us, we're not accepting who we are. And not just accept, okay, okay, I accept it, but embracing Loving it with humility, not for self, again, not for self-exaltation. Our being, we are who we are for God. It's not for ourselves, but we need to embrace what God has made us to be and given us to be with gratitude. Thank you, God, for making me the way I am. Thank you, God, for giving me my characteristics. Thank you, God, for giving me the things that I enjoy doing. Thank you, God, for making me different from my wife. Thank you, God, for making me whatever gender I am. Thank you, God, for making me however tall I am. Thank you, God, for making my brain work to the capacity it does and limiting it to the capacity it has. We embrace everything about our being because it's from God. And we are thankful. And I think of motivational gifts. You know, I enjoy organizing. I enjoy leading. I enjoy productivity. Uh, other people enjoy just sitting and, and uh, talking and uh, um, feeling what the other person is feeling. And, and I can do that too, but it doesn't come natural. It doesn't come natural. It's just a difference in people. And I need to embrace who I am, who God has created me to be. Humbly and gratefully embracing, even with delight. I love doing this. This brings me so much joy to do this, whatever I'm created to do. How rude it would be to not receive a gift and to not show appreciation for a gift. And everything you are is a gift from God. Receive it with gratitude and humility as a gift from God. Allow Him to love you with what He's given you. 
When you accept who you are, when you embrace who you are, you are allowing him to love you with that gift. You're receiving his love, and therefore you can love him. Believe and receive it, because he loves you, you can love him. Embrace, embracing who you are. Develop your being. Now, some people say, they make excuses, that, oh, this is just the way I am. Now, you know, when they're sinning or when they have a bad attitude, or, oh, no, no, this is just the way I am. No, 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 that's not, that's not, it may be the way you are, but it's not what God had in mind, all right? So develop who you are. Remember, you, we have chosen sin. We have chosen to express self. We're kind of messed up. God created us for a certain purpose, but we're, we didn't stick with it. We did not stick with his purpose. We start expressing ourselves. So we need to develop who we are, our being. Who we are is our character. It's like they are just that person. Like that's just who they are. We need to develop our character. We need to develop who we are. If you enjoy uh, a certain thing, if you just find delight, it's just, it just comes natural, you still need to develop it and put it under God's lordship, Christ's lordship, and, and develop your being. Utilize it. You love God with all your soul, with your being, by utilizing. Now, I'm, I'm on the wrong one. I'm still developing. Developing your being. So your character needs to reflect God. It needs to give him glory. And we need to, in this development, of course, we need to cooperate with him in redemption. When, when we see whatever our giftings are and, and we just keep banging our heads against the wall and we just always get in trouble with who we are, well, there's some repenting to do and there's some changing to do and some fine-tuning and maybe some rough-tuning. <laughs> so whatever it takes... Where God, we need to develop who we are. We need to repent of our sinful ways so that we can develop what he has given us, our being. He needs to make it new, transformed by the renewing of our minds and, and all our, uh, everything that, that we are. We need to cooperate with him in redemption, in this developing our being. I think that's how we can love God with our soul, with our being. We, we love him by cooperating with him in, in, in making us better. And then the third one is, is expend your being. Spend your being or utilize what he has given you. Utilize what he has given you to be. And maybe this is where we need to emphasize loving God with all your soul all your soul. In other words, your being needs to be completely his, completely given to him. You know, we, we're, we're kind of crazy. I mean, we'll do this and this and this as long as you don't make me do this. You know, there's, there's a something about ownership that's like as long as I can control a certain part of, of my life, I'll make sacrifices. 
I'll do this, and I'll do that. And, I'll do, and, and, and we, we're talking about mothers, you know, and, and every mother is, is imperfect. And, and we need to talk about that. We love the ways of our... And it, there's no mother that doesn't love their child. Every mother loves their child. But sometimes mothers love themselves a little more. And then that hurts a child. Or sometimes mothers are possessive of a certain part. And, and, and it's not completely surrendered to God. And so we can learn for that. We can learn from that where our, our whole being, it doesn't do us any good. Or I shouldn't say it doesn't do us any good. Um, God wants us to love him with all our soul. He's commanded us to love him with all our soul. And so all means everything. Everything has to be given. We surrender our controls completely to him. In other words, Jesus, uh, Jesus says, hey, if you want to follow me, you know, Jesus loved the Father perfectly. We'd say Jesus loved the Father perfectly. And he said, if you want to follow me, you, you take up your cross. In other words, you choose to die. You just let it all go to follow me. And as we do that, our whole being can have new life. New life. So, without death, this is impossible. And Jesus, Jesus demonstrated this by him giving his life to love God with all his soul. He loved God. Jesus loved God with all his soul because he surrendered his life to God, the Father, and showed us how to do it and told us to do the same. We follow Jesus now, and we, we give it all to him. We take up our cross and follow him. So it's not self-realization, but it's giving oneself completely to God, just like Jesus did, and finding ways to use what I am and who I am and what I'm good at, finding ways to use that to promote God. Remember, I asked the question, what am I, what am I promoting? Am I promoting myself, self-expression, or God-expression, what my soul was created for. So it's not self-expression, but it's God expression with all my being or with every aspect of my being. So I'm a person that I love productivity and order and, and uh, the beauty of order and organization and truth, uh, the, the practicality of truth and, and answers that are actually practically helpful. That's who I am. I'm not so good at just hearing how you feel and reading between the lines. I'm not so good at that's just not me. Now I got to practice it because uh, I I got to do it some. But and sometimes I'm frustrated with myself because I'm I look at others who are so good at that, but that's not me. I need to embrace who I am. I need to be humbly grateful for, and I need to de develop who I am, giving it all to God. And, and then I need to expend who I am for God. It's all his. It's all his. Just end with the, the thing of being, loving God with all your soul. 
undivided. And it says uh, in the first verses that we, we read, it said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. I think he's the only God. I'm not sure what all that means, but I think he's also undivided. And so if we're going to unite with him, we're going to have to be undivided. Undivided. Love God with all your soul. And it says, these words shall be in your heart. And I'm going to say, these words shall be in your soul. In your soul, in your being, in every part of your being. And these verses uh, say that. It says, you shall teach, you shall bind, you shall write. Let me just go on to these verses. These words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Well, they should be in your soul, in, in who you are. That connection of, even though I can't quantify it or define it, of, of body that God created with the spirit that God gave us and made us who we are, unique, wonderful, as he designed us, before we turn to expressing us. We need to come back to expressing him with that. These words shall be in your soul, and in every part of your soul, and if it's in your soul, you will teach them diligently to your children, and talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down. When you, in other words, from the beginning of the day, when you, when you, or the, you go to bed at night, to when you get up in the morning, from one end of the day to, to the other, it's the whole thing. And you shall talk of them. Your very being needs to speak these words. God's commands, loving Him with everything you have. Diligently. It needs to permeate our, our very being, who we are. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. Tie it to your actions, is the way I interpret that. Bind them as, as a sign on your... Whenever you... Any actions you engage in, your hand represents your actions. Any actions you do, any activity you do, you need to tie love for God with that activity. Bind it. Chain it to that. Tie love for God with every activity that you do. Every activity. Whether it's brushing your teeth, whether it's bringing a soul into the kingdom, whether it's playing ball, or whether it's sweating, working hard, or what everything, every activity you do, Engaging with people. Tie it to your activities. And as frontlets between your eyes, that need, those need to be the lenses with which you look through and, and, and where you're focusing and you interpret all of life. Your thinking needs to be filtered through, I love God. This is who you are. The way you think. The way you think needs to, love for God needs to be tied to the way you think. And then, this is where I'm living. Put it on the doorposts, uh, on, the, on the door. Uh, this is my house. This is my banner. This is the flag I'm putting out in, in my front yard. <clears throat> this is, you know, you see these ranches. So-and-so ranch, uh, 
with, with, with the name, it should be love for God. Love for God. This is where you live. This is where you camp out. This is where you hang out at. This is where you find rest. This is where, what you call home. I love God with all my being, with all my soul. Make that your banner. Make that your dwelling place. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Find God in the secret place. That's where you dwell. That's where you live. Love God with all your soul, with all your being, every part of you who is you, what makes you you. Embrace it. Accept it. Be secure in that. This is one way, even if it's a limitation. This limitation that makes me uniquely me, I'm going to love God with this limitation. This strength that makes me uniquely me, I'm going to love God with that strength. That's my soul. That's my very being. That's who I am. It's who I am. Express God with who you are. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for creating us. Thank you that you are so much above and beyond our comprehension. And we worship you for that. And so... What you've created us to be is above and beyond our comprehension. But whatever that is, God, we choose by faith today to love you with all of what we are, all of our being, all of who we are and what we are. Forgive us, God, for taking our own way and expressing ourselves instead of you. Thank you for Jesus who made it possible for us to come back to you and, and to continue this process of redemption and reflecting you and bringing you glory and thus loving you. Just pray your blessing on each person. Interpret this message to each person's need. May your will be accomplished in our lives. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.